This episode is brought to you by ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels is a tool we use here at Boss Free Society. You can easily create opt-in and lead capture pages, sales order pages, webinar pages, auto webinars, and membership sites. You can get a two-week free trial by going to bossfreesociety.com forward slash click and special for our boss free ballers when you sign up to get your free trial we will send you a complete sales funnel built by russell brunson shut the front door tim yes it's true patty it is true and again you can find that at bossfreesociety.com forward slash click Hey, hey, Boss Rebellers, Patty Dominguez here with Tim Wambach, episode 56 with Henry Kaminsky Jr., a fellow friend who is talking about his entrepreneurial journey, how he broke the plateau, scaling his business, and exactly what it took to do so. Really, really impressive story. You're going to love it, as well as a special offer that Henry has for our Boss Reballer community. So make sure to stay until the end of the show for that special offer. Please let us know what you think about the show, how we can improve. We're always looking for feedback via ratings and reviews on iTunes, of course, or at Boss Free Society on Twitter. Make sure to catch us on Facebook, Boss Free Society on the fan page there, as well as Periscope. We're playing around with Periscope at Boss Free Society is our handle there. Let us know what you think. Hope you like the show. Here we go. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Patty, we're back in the studio with another great, great guest. Yeah, he, he has a ball of energy, a ball of excitement. I was introduced to him not too long ago. It's fairly recent, but he's such a wonderful soul because he connects immediately. He's friendly, charismatic. Honestly, he's going to be a great show. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, today we have Henry Kaminsky Jr. Uh, after Henry graduated college, he could only find a job cleaning coffee pots at a hospital. Then opportunity knocked. A position opened up for a fundraiser at Sudden Death Infant Syndrome, SIDS. That position, a fundraising position opened up at one of the departments. After learning the ins and outs of fundraising and, and graphic design, because Henry needed graphic design to put on all these great events, he self-taught how to learn to put together these great programs. After five years at that fundraising, as a fundraising director, uh, the position was being absorbed. Henry had two options, stay at the hospital as administrative assistant or venture out on his own. Henry ventured out on his own and he started the unique designs and made over $250,000 in his first year. And we have him live on our show, the Boss Free Society podcast welcomes Henry Kaminsky Jr. <laughs> Yay, Henry. Thanks, guys. Thanks. First, before we start, I just want to say I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an avid follower of you guys and I love what you guys are doing. 
Uh, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm sharing your content. I'm sharing your podcast with everybody that I know Thank you, uh, that can benefit from it. So keep up the great work, man. The, the, the content's awesome. I listen to it religiously in the morning with my other podcast when I'm at the gym. So keep up the great work, guys. Henry, thank you so much. It means so much. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so exciting to see when an idea comes to fruition and it just grows and it takes a life of its own. And just kind of using that as an example, that's exactly what's going on with you and the business you've developed. But before then, I want to know, how does one go from coffee pot cleaning into entrepreneurship? That's really (laughs) remarkable. Well, here's a quick story that I want to share with you. When I was a young kid, my my mother always used to tell me a story about how it took 16 years to have me. And I never understood that at such a young age. I literally thought she was pregnant for 16 years. (laughs) So until she actually, as I got older, she says to me, you know, um, your dad and I were trying to have a, a child. We couldn't get pregnant for over 16 years. And finally, I, we, she was introduced to a doctor who was able to um, find out what the issue was, correct it, and boom, nine months later, here comes Henry. Little spitfire he is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so that, as, I, as I got older, I realized that that was extremely that, – that story alone was extremely motivating. And uh, the, 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 the latter part of it was – so when I was two years old, my mother walks into my, into my bedroom – and sees me blue as a goat, like blue, not responsive, like oh almost, almost kaput, dead. So they rush me to the hospital and they find out that I was suffering from uh, hyponatremia, which is like a lack of salt in the body. Oh, wow. So I almost went out. <laughs> so I almost was a done deal at the age of two. I realized that after I hear this, these stories that my parents told, you know, to their friends, and family, I realized that I was here on borrowed time and to make the best of it. And, and so that is what really sparked my go-getter, my never give up mentality ever since a young kid. And there's another, you know, there's another story that progresses later on in life. Uh, I was about six and my parents signed me up for this soccer, local soccer program in, in town. And I was the worst soccer player on the planet. Like, just imagine... You know, the ball's on one side of the field, I'm on the other, and every time I would go and chase the ball, the ball would, want, for some reason, be on the other side of the field. <laughs> and I could, and it was just this cat and mouse game with this ball, and eventually, I, I remember looking over to the sideline, it was like a championship game, so I remember there was like three, 400 people there, and um, I look over to the right, and uh, out of all those people, I see one person, and it was my dad. And I remember his enthusiasm and, and his, his pushing and him screaming at the top of his lungs like a lunatic, go, go, get the ball, get the ball. And I just, I don't know what happened. There was like fire lit underneath my ass and I just went. And uh, I chased that ball down like nobody else. And I actually scored my first goal that day. Wow. It's such a silly story. And, but it's, it's the story that has stuck with me for over 30 years and has gotten me to where I am today. And I, and I always like to share that story because it's, it's that story that has literally got me from cleaning coffee pots to, to doing six figures a year. That's amazing. And is that because you innately always knew you had more in you to give? Right. So anytime there was an obstacle, knowing that you're capable of more, that you can find more strength and more just perseverance to continue going. Is that what you think it is? 
It is. Well, I, I, I give a lot of credit to my father. He, he definitely had me uh, working at a really young age. Um, I remember getting my first job when I was like 13 and it was mowing lawns and then I was working at a snack bar and stuff. So he instilled, and I, I watched him as a young kid waking up at four in the morning every morning and getting home three, four o'clock in, in the afternoon and just grinding. And unfortunately my parents got divorced and I was actually, I actually lived with my father my whole life and he was a, he was a, a big motivating factor in my life and actually showed me what hard work is all about. And so that, with that, that work ethic was like programmed into my head at such a young age. I was, I was just like, what do I, it wasn't when I need, it wasn't if I need to do this, it's when I do this, this will happen. And so he, he basically, he was, you know, he's a big driving force in my life and what made me get that motivation. And there's a lot of folks along the line, along my life that helped me through this this great road, honestly, of, 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 of that I call life. I just can't thank them enough. Yeah. And it just it, it just makes me realize that I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here. I'll I'll, I'll shut up in a second. But it, it made me realize that I'm I'm with you guys today on this podcast for a reason. And it just made me. It, it really I've been so blessed the past six months to been able to connect with folks like you guys that are so entrepreneurial in spirit. And so for a good six, seven years of my life, I didn't have that anymore. Okay. I think that's a beautiful segue and a critical piece to where this conversation can go. Because there's a difference between saying, I don't want to work for anyone else, right? And then when you decide to venture out on your own. But one of the things that a lot of people don't really realize, because it's not something that they're going to learn in a job, is to focus on who you're around, the mindset that it takes, because that's what that's going to be the maker or the breaker of what you do in your entrepreneurial career. I'd love to get your perspective, because you said for six or seven years, you didn't have that. So what happened and how did you discover that that, that was something you needed? It was recently, too. I mean, the, the company was extremely successful for, I had so much work, I didn't know what to do with it. And I, I said to myself, the business was basically running me because I had so much work. I was just a machine. I was just cranking it all out. I never hired anybody. Mm. It was just me. I was working 20 hour days and just cranking it out. And um, it, the business was there. And then all of a sudden, some larger, larger accounts uh, dwindled away. Due to unforeseen, you know, we got hit really bad a few years back with Hurricane Sandy, and it wiped out two of my huge clients. They were like 50k a year clients. Two of them mm. wiped them both out. When they rebuilt, they restructured. They were like, "We gotta, we're changing things," and we wiped, and they wiped out their vendors. And so they worked with one vendor instead of a couple. And uh, so I had to figure out how to build that back up. So it was a struggle, and I and and every year it, there was a good three four years where. I saw the uh, I saw sales going down. I saw revenues going. Down. I saw I saw everything going down, and I was like I was getting nervous because I was just getting married, and 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 uh, you know there was a lot of expenses on the table that needed to be paid. And I said, "What needs to change? Like, what needs today?" So what do I do? I start working harder. But that's not necessarily the key. That's right. right. Because you could be a phenomenal earner, but if you got nothing to show for it at the end of the day, what, what good is it? So that's what was happening. So what did I do? What I knew best, just worked harder, worked harder, worked harder, and um, kept myself afloat. And finally, I got to 
my age now, I'm, I'm 34, and I said, I cannot see myself any further doing what I'm doing because I'm just on a treadmill and, and I'm just, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm just churning out a whole bunch of work, making a whole bunch of money, but it's not doing anything for my life. I'm not present at the, in the home. My wife is like, dude, you're like my roommate lately. You're oh, not yeah. even my husband. And that is what hit me. And I said, what do I need to do in my life to, to change and to actually scale this business and actually become the captain of the ship again and get this ball rolling and get this scaled up so when I'm, when I'm older, you know, three, four, five years from now, uh, the business is running, to, running itself and I'm in the boardroom with my clients and with the big dogs making the deals. Right. Agreed. Instead of being the, being, the, being the trenchman all the time doing all the work. So <laughs> March 2015 comes me starting to go, I, actually I should say mid, mid 2014, I'm on, a, I'm on a mission. So I go online and I'm looking at all different types of marketing and this and that. I took my last penny and I dumped it into my business. I, last year I spent over probably $30,000 on rebranding my business with new website, new videos, new, new look, new feel, thinking that I was just going to blast this thing off and it was just going to be, the money was just going to roll in, right? Because <laughs> I rebranded the business. Everybody should work with unique designs. Look at it. It's awesome. <clears throat> Wrong answer. So luckily, I went online. I really started to do my research on online marketing, this and that. And uh, I, I bumped into digitalmarker.com. And those folks over there are doing great. And, and, I, and, I, and I, th- those are the guys that kind of indoctrinated me into the whole digital marketing aspect, online marketing, all that. So there was this one guy on, on their Facebook group, and he mentioned ClickFunnels.com. So I go, what in the world is that? So I go on and I start looking at it. It was like a kid in Christmas. I looked at this software and I was like, holy shit. This is my ticket up. So I, I, I got it immediately and I just dove in, right? Last penny, got in at the highest level, started working with ClickFunnels, and I was in the same position as everybody else. I got in, I dove in, I started to making funnels, no conversions, no nothing, dead. So I was like, all right, there's got to be a way. So I find Russell Brunson starts talking about this podcast called Marketing in Your Car. Right. So I was like... All right. So I go on that podcast and he starts talking about this, 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 these coaching programs. So I'm like, all right. So after two months of him blabbing about these programs, I go, I want in. So I'm like, like, where do I, like, I don't even, I don't have a pot to piss in, excuse my language, but I got to figure out how to, how to get in that program. Right. So I dug up some money under my mattress, literally. And I was like, and I, and I literally was like, I need, I need your help. And so I got on the phone with those folks and I, and I dove into the Ignite program. And it's one of Russell Brunson's higher ticket coaching programs. And I, I, I said, the only way that this is going to happen is if I meet with the, dog, the top dogs themselves. And I start to just get involved with them uh, and just be a sponge. And sure enough, got into the program. It was a $10,000 program. I made my money back in six weeks. And I made all my money back that I spent on the website. The year before, three, four weeks after that. So now I'm at, now I'm like, whoa, this is a game changer. 
So now I just want to get involved with, with all the different people that are in this program because I, I started to see the value of – Russell's a great guy. I love Russell. Him and I box every day and uh, he helps me out tremendously with strategy and, and, and keeps me focused. But the one thing that I cannot uh, – I can't put a, a price tag on is the folks that I met in the program and the amount of talent, energy, genius that – are, are lying in the groups, uh, lying in the groups that Russell put together. It's funny, uh, Patty, you and I share a coach by the name of Daryl Hill. And uh, just by working with him alone uh, for the past six weeks, completely transformed me as a person. My wife is like, this was the guy that I, that I met eight years ago. Oh, that's cool. He's back. And uh, I saw the business, I see the spike in sales and profits of the business in just six weeks. And so it, it's just invaluable the amount of uh, beautiful people I met in this group. And so that to me is just, that's where it all changed. And now, now the business is booming. I had to hire two designers. I had to hire a VA. I had to hire a, a call center. But, you know, I had to, and what Daryl taught me, you know, in a very short period of time was you need help, dude. Like you can't do this all on your own. Exactly. Like it, It's just, it's not to be where you want to be in the caliber of person that you are. You can't carry this thousand pound elephant on your back. So you got to figure, so you got to let go. You got to start to replace yourself. And I said to myself, you know what? That's hard for a lot of people. Absolutely. And to me, I was like, just show me where I got to go. <laughs> really? It, just, yeah. Show me where I got to go. So he, 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 he showed me a couple different things and, and I, I wasn't too comfortable with where he was get, sending me. So I was like, wait, 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 wait. I think I got an idea. So one of my mentors in graphic design, he, was, he taught me everything I know, really. And, and, I've, and I studied him over the eight years, nine years I've been in business. And um, it just so happened that last year, he was, he was partners, partners in a competitor company of mine. It just so happened I reached out to him for whatever reason. I forget, just wanted to see what's up. And he goes, I'm not with that company anymore. I'm freelancing. And I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, I might need you for some stuff, you know, because I'm getting busy, blah, blah, blah. He was like, all right. So I never, that was last year. I never followed up. Once Daryl was like, dude, you need, you need an army, man. You need, you need the soldiers. I called him up and he's like, dude, let's go. So now I have, now I have my mentor on my team. So it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like Superman. And I have a guy that actually developed the guy who developed my website and the rebranding of last year, me and him worked really closely together. It was like the moons were in line, Patty and Tim. I, when I, re I reached out to him and I said, I know you guys got, I know you guys do a lot of outsourcing, but you know, I, I'm interested in getting that, getting some of that, that outsourcing, uh, you know, the, can you, can you recommend me to anybody? And he said, well, it's funny. I shut down shop the end of last year and I'm looking to just freelance now because I didn't want to run the business anymore. You want to hire me? I go, dude, let's go. I am so, I was so impressed with his work ethic and his design and all of that. I, it was very hard to find a designer that was on the same level as me and my mentor. So I said, you know what? You're hired. Boom. And now I got both of these guys cranking out work. I get the time now to spend with my family. I have the time now to work with my business coaches to help me really get my hands around this business because it, it, is, a tr it is a great business. 
And I love the people that I work. I love my clients. However, back then I was, I was attracting the wrong clients. And now this year, my goal and my focus was to really find the ideal client. And I knew I wouldn't be able to do that alone. So now I'm, I'm, I'm interacting with folks like Daryl and Russell Brunson and, and all these guys to help me focus that attention on the, on the ideal client and not be such a commodity business. That's a good jumping off point. So who would you say is your ideal client for the people, our boss three ballers who are listening? Um, maybe that could be someone that you could attract in, into your business. Okay, so I'm looking for... Extremely committed people, people that, that people that are willing to do what it takes to succeed. And I, I truly believe that it's all about commitment. You can talk all day long about great ideas, but great ideas are nothing without commitment and the ability to do. And I listened to your Monday motivation today. And what was the topic? Take action. Absolutely. Yep. And my thing was to take, I'm looking for individuals that are ready to take action today. They're done kicking the tire around. They know what they want, and, but they just need the help to get it. And my biggest, my, my big piece of advice I could give to someone that is a boss free baller subscriber and they're, and they're a follower is that make yourself, there's, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this all the time and it's about being self-aware. If you're not good at something, don't be afraid to outsource it. And I, like I love, I love design. That's my passion. My biggest passion is is seeing results. The, knowing that you're not good at copywriting, I know what good copywriting is, but do I want to spend the time to do it? No. So I Russell Brunson gave me a guy that does copywriting, and he does all my copywriting. Now. Frees me up hours hours of time you know so if, if, if somebody's looking like some of you guys that are listening now that are looking to take on a new venture or, or create your own venture and you're committed and you're looking and you're looking for a team to help you get there those are the folks that I'm looking for those are the folks that aren't going to give away give up the first time say we put together a marketing funnel and and or a sales funnel and they don't get instant success. I don't want to and say, I'm done. I'll go try to figure something else out. I want to see commitment. I want to work with people that are truly committed to what they're set out to do because that that's the key to success is to never give up. And also, I think you really pointed out some really key things that I don't I want to make sure that our listeners are really hearing it because if you're not good at something, go ahead and outsource it or it's about who is in your wealth circle? Who are the people that you can surround yourself with that are going to take you and elevate you to the next level? And so what that's going to take is you have to release control, hand it over to someone who you can learn from, always hire someone smarter than you or collaborate with people that are smarter than you and understand that a lot of these pieces, a lot of what Henry has done is invested in himself. So $10,000 for some people that are like, that's outrageous. I can't imagine doing that. That's so much money, this and that. But it's an investment. And a lot of people don't understand the whole concept of investing in yourself. Because you would have never met and collaborated with any of these people if you hadn't invested in yourself. Is that right, Henry? That's 100% right. It's 100% right. So it's taking that commitment. It was, was, I'm going to do this and it's going to work. And it was this whole mindset of it was 
going into it. And it was so fun. <laughs> it was so funny. I thought Russell was going to be my savior. And I remember having dinner with my wife the one day. And I explained to her over like in six after the six weeks of it, uh, getting into the program, I, I remember I was like, we got to go out and celebrate. And she's like, wow. I was like, I'll tell you at dinner. So we went out and I said, I made my money back on that coaching program already. And she was like, wow. And I said, here's the reason why. I thought, and it's so funny the way it happened. She goes, what do you mean? I says, I thought Russell was just going to push a button and it was, and, and it was just, everything was just going to work. And, they, and, I, and I was just going to get bailed out of whatever I was struggling with. Right. I said, but Russell was just kind of the, the mentor. He was kind of the push I needed. But I said, I made my money back by networking with everybody else that's in the group. I, and I said, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. And she goes, well, it's not. But that doesn't really surprise me because I know that you're so outgoing and you're, you're just, your energy alone attracts. And that's one, of, that's one thing Russell said after I had my initial call with him. He said, man, you, are you afraid of video? And I said, no, I'm not afraid of video. He said, you need to get out there. People need to see who you are because a lot of designers and there's, hey, there's, there's great designers out there that are as charismatic as I am, but most of them are very creative and they're not very business savvy. And they're, they're super creative. They do their design work and they're on to the next design project. Me, on the other hand, I love the entrepreneurial part of design and business and growing and, and just like being that savvy designer. Having the savvy desi- having the business savvy, having the um, knowing, knowing the concept of marketing and sales funnels mm. and, and how that process works to help businesses grow and succeed, and having my design ability, it's a lethal weapon. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's very dangerous to mix those two yeah. in a great way, in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. In, in a way that's going to help others do what they need to do with their business to get it to where they want it to be. So in your opinion, Henry, what's the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur? The hardest part about being an entrepreneur, it's, it's not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring, but at the same time, it's a beautiful feeling to be able to have such a, such a clean slate of, of tomorrow to be, and meaning, meaning you're, you're, you're edgy because you don't know tomorrow could bring you nothing. If you make something happen... Tomorrow can be the most beautiful day in, the, in, your, in your life. So the, the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is a couple things. One is knowing what your weaknesses are and focusing not so much on trying to make them better, but just the, being self-aware of them and getting the help to help you do. So if you're not good at sales, find somebody that's good at sales and bring them on your team. If you're not good at design, then hire me. Um, but being self-aware is 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 key and not being afraid to get the help i i think that was the hardest part of being an entrepreneur it wasn't it wasn't um replacing myself so much it was knowing where to go to get the help until i looked sought out russell brunson's inner circle group and 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 these highly talented folks i realized that Look at look at the other guy that's in our group, Patty. Um, Jason O'Neill. He's doing a hundred thousand a month on on a web selling a webinar that teaches people how to how to outsource their entire business. That was a little plug for you, Jason. By the way, yeah. 
but uh, crushing it, crushing it. And those are the folks that I wanted to be around. And so the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is surrounding yourself. You said it before, Patty, surrounding yourself with the people that with people that are better than you and not being afraid to do it. My father gave me a great piece of advice. He was a teamster and he was actually a shop steward. He was a mechanic for 40 years. Above and beyond that, um, he was a, a negotiator for his local teamster union. And he said to me, after I told him that the success I was having recently and this and that, and he said to me, you'll, you'll learn a lot more with your ears than with your mouth. That's right. And he said, when I went into those negotiations, I didn't say a peep. I let everybody else do the talking. But when I talked, I, I meant business. And people listened. And he said, but I did a hell of a lot more listening than I did talking. That was a struggle for me because I always liked to be, I, I always used to want to be the, uh, the star of the show. And I always wanted to be the one that made everybody laugh. And if there was a, an ounce or a second of silence, I had to fill it with something. Mm. And I've gotten, I've gotten much more wiser over the past year. And basically, I, I shut the hell up. And I know I'm doing a lot of talking now, but it's funny. I did a lot. So when I speak to clients now, 90% of the call is them. And it's just them. And, and a lot of stuff gets, gets brought out. Well, I was going to say, because it's a key point, if you just listen, people are going to tell you everything, their concerns, their pain points, what they need, things that make them happy, their vision for what they want to have done. And so then you can target your solution based on exactly what their pain point is. Exactly. It's, it's magical. It's, it's magical. Exactly. It's magical. And, you know, once I realized that God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. That's right. I kept, I, I, I do a lot, and it's so funny. Uh, my wife and I both work out of our home offices, and uh, <laughs> I'll be on a call with a client, and I'll get a text message from her. You're talking too much. <laughs> 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 and I'll shut the hell up immediately. And it's so great to have that, so have that support, you know? And, um, it, it, and again, it's, it's, you guys taught me a tremendous amount of, of stuff. I have to tell you, the one podcast that you did really struck a chord with me. It was Al, Al, Al what was James Altucher. Oh, man, that guy. Dude, what, the best thing to take away from that was this, man. If it's not a hell yeah, I ain't doing it. <laughs> exactly. That's right. And that, I, I live and die by that every day. Yeah. You know, I live and die by that every day. People are calling me up. Oh, can we meet tomorrow? Can we do this? Can we do that? And I, I'm like, is it a hell yeah? Speaking of the devil, my wife is texting me now. Let's see what she's saying. You are talking way too much right now. <laughs> but that, but, but, did you tell her that you're on a podcast? We're asking yeah. you to talk. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Tor, I'm allowed to talk this time. I'm allowed to talk. Yeah, this but time. Henry, Henry, We're interviewing you, Henry and Tim. As long as you understand the golden rule: happy wife, happy life. Yes. <laughs> All right, so, Tim. So far, so good. <laughs> I learned it. I learned the hard way. Believe me, I learned the hard way. All right, Mr. Kaminsky. It's hard to believe that we've been uh, been at this for over a half hour already. So this is the the witching hour. The last question. 
what sage advice do you have for our boss reballers? Uh, is for something that they can take that they can take action on today to move their business forward in the next 24 to 48 hours, something they can do in the next 24 to 48 hours. Focus and come up with a vision. Literally visualize and set your goals and, and visualize what it is you want to do. How do you want to help people? How do you want to serve people? Think about that for a second because it's not about you. It's about how you can help other people. The best piece of advice I've was ever given was, dude, stop thinking it's all about the money. The money will come if you are committed to helping your clients get to where they need to be. The money's just there to keep school. So, Henry, thank you so much. Uh, tell our Boss Free Ballers you have a very special offer, a checklist or something that you want people to have because of the importance of growing an email list. So please share with our Boss Free Ballers what you have for them. Exactly. So what I want to offer you guys is a free downloadable checklist on how to get started on building an email list that will help you get more subscribers that will get to know, like, and trust you a lot quicker so that you can start building your business and marketing to them without paying all the high rates of banner ads and all that online marketing, online advertising stuff. The, the list is so important. It's not about how many people are in the list, but what you do with the list that gets them to engage with you and to know, like, and trust you. I'll say it again. That will make you a successful entrepreneur. Definitely. And then, um, so all of that information will be in the show notes because Henry, on top of that, is offering for serious potential clients. There's a screening process, but he works with people that are committed, as you heard, a 30-minute free consultation with a design expert. So that will also be um, in the show notes as well. Henry, did I capture everything? Yes, actually, like a branding expert, I should say. You know, the design is one piece, but I, I can help them sort of pinpoint where their where their challenges are and put them in the right direction. Brilliant, brilliant. And there you have it, everybody. Thank you so much, Henry, for being on our show. We look forward to seeing your continued rise since you're just absolutely rocking it this year in 2015 and beyond. So best of luck to you, and hopefully we can have you back on so you can tell us how, how your business has evolved. Awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you, Henry. Thanks, Henry. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society Podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.